Saving for retirement is critical. Creating a distribution plan for those hard-earned dollars is equally as important. On today's show, designing a strategy for maximizing your income for retirement. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. Hi there. Welcome to the show. This is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. And here to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. They're with us every week at this time. Thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us on Cairo this morning. And uh, welcome in, guys. How are we doing today? Oh, we're doing great, Gary. How are you? Good. It's a, it's a nice weekend, and, you know, I love my weekends, but uh, this is fun. This is fun for me. I don't even call this working because I'm talk, chatting with you guys about things that are important, <laughs> you know? So anyway. Uh, you're too kind. I, I'm, I'm so- happy to be here with power. We had a power outage last night <laughs> over in Redmond. <laughs> oh. I don't know if you had that, Matt, but yeah, we were out for most of the evening washing dishes by candlelight. Was, uh, <laughs> how, how, was romantic, how romantic. How romantic. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, not with the four kids screaming. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, forget about the romance in that situation, in that scenario. All right. Most of our careers are spent uh, in accumulation mode, saving for retirement. When retirement arrives, how are we going to dole that money out? Absolutely. So having uh, multiple retirement accounts doesn't always cut it. You need a plan to make sure you don't run out of money. And that's uh, that's a big thing, running out of money before you run out of life. You don't want that to happen. Uh, So let's uh, talk about some of these issues here that retirees and pre-retirees have on their mind. Uh, Moving away from the accumulation phase. That's, uh, I guess, part one here. Yeah, you know, this is one of my favorite topics to talk about simply because this is this is our wheelhouse. You know, we focus specifically on turning the corner into retirement, right? We don't have 20-year-old clients, 30-year-old clients. All of our clients are either retired or within about 10 years or so of retirement. But I actually had a, a client come in about a year and a half ago. Uh, she was a single lady, had done a great job investing her entire career, and she was 98% in FANG stocks, right? So Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google. I think she has Microsoft in there too. So we go through the whole planning process. And as you know, Gary, we always start with income. Income has to be the one thing that works. If we don't have an income that works in retirement, then your retirement doesn't work. Not going to work. So we focus on income first and we got an income for her that worked great. It's actually more than what she needed. Um, She was hoping to retire the beginning of 2022, which in hindsight, (laughs) <laughs> it's a rough, rough year to, to, to start retirement. Year. Bumpy ride, as they say. Yep. Uh, bumpy yeah. ride. But she was having the right conversations before that ended up hitting. So we get to the plan that worked great. Taxes were minimized. We had a good understanding of what her needs were. And she looks at it, goes, okay, yep, this is, this is great, but I don't want to get rid of my FANG stocks. And I said, uh, well, that's, you know, yeah. that's, that's going to be tough. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, they've done great for the last 10 years. However, there's no protection of that principle. And when it comes to retirement, you need to have a distribution strategy that stabilizes what your income is going to be so that you can allow your higher growth stocks to compound and grow without having to touch it, right? You need to create manageable time horizons. And so I walk her through all this and why we need to have stabilization of income and how the game changes once you retire. You don't need just accumulation. Now you also need distribution. And as we get through this, she starts to you know understand, yeah, okay, this is, this is what I need. And good thing, too, because last year, FANG stocks were down over 40%. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right, yeah. And that's, that's a huge hit to have taken for 98% of her portfolio. Ooh, yeah, no uh, kidding. You know, especially considering, you know, if the stock's down 40-something percent, to get even, you don't have to go up 40%. You need to go up 66% to break even. <laughs> it's hard to do. <laughs> that's, that's a, especially in that, that short amount of time, that makes it very difficult to do. Now, it also creates problems when it comes to, like, sequence of returns risk, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, really, the key, Ben, is is I mean, we, you're talking to someone who's getting ready to retire in 2022, right? Which happened to be a, a tough one right up front. But I mean, the real difference is what happens the five years leading into your retirement and, you know, the three to five years once you retire. Um, that That's a huge thing. And that's some of the things you guys do when your uh, when your clients are coming in or potential clients are coming in to see you. By the way, this is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me is Ben Koval and Matt Liebarger. They have over 10 years' experience. By the way, they're fiduciaries, which means they have to have the best interest of their clients at heart. And I should have mentioned at the top of the show, they specialize in pretty much everything and anything to do with retirement, retirement income strategies, wealth accumulation, and so much more. And we're talking about going from that accumulation phase into distribution. It's not always easy. And I guess you just don't dive in, you know, 100%. You kind of ease your way into it, right, guys? Well, it's usually the easiest way to do it. You know, it's difficult to go from 100% into the market to a structured you know, protected principled income plan, you usually don't even want to do that. The issue is that if you have 100% exposure in the market, and you're going to retire next year. If the market goes down, you're not retiring next year anymore, yeah. right? Yeah, you, You're going to have to wait until the market ends up recovering. So it's best if you're within five, 10 years of retirement to start to divest yourself into protected principled accounts. And, you know, again, you don't need to sacrifice growth. It's not like we're talking about putting your money under a mattress or in <laughs> You know, a bond or whatever the case, although short term CDs are earning better rates now than they were previously. This is more about how do you structure liquidity goals? And then you can have some pretty good equity exposure on that and create time horizons. So you want to ease yourself into it, understanding that it does take a little bit more specific planning. And again, that's why we specialize in retirement is simply because that game has changed and because you need to have a very specific way on how you're going to draw these assets out. I've said this before, accumulation is relatively easy. I, I always say relatively because it, it's overwhelming too. <laughs> it can be. Uh, but, you know, if you put yourself into FANG stocks for the last 15 years, you're great. Yeah, you're doing well. You're great. Accumulation's fine. Yeah. The issue is how we start to drop back out to you, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you also have to include other things. It's not just about distribution. You have to take into account the fact that the government forces you to take money out, right? Yeah. I mean, they increased it. It's 73. Yeah, 73 now, right? Yeah. But it ended up forcing you to take a certain dollar amount or else you face a penalty. Yeah. And that penalty is not fun. <laughs> was it now 25? Yeah, it's 25%. Well, it used yeah. to be 50. It, was it used 50. to be 50. It used to be 50, yeah. yeah. But yeah. 25 is not fun when you're dealing with thousands and thousands <laughs> of dollars either. Am I right? No. Well, was... no. Also adding to the fact you have to pay taxes on it. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's insult to injury. So required minimum distributions are something you definitely have to take into account on how you're going to draw it. And again, this is – it's relatively easy to throw in there when you're talking about an income distribution plan because your first source of income will be your required minimum distributions, yep. right? You have to take it. And if you have more distribution than you have income requirement, then you just reinvest the rest. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal, right? But you could also look at ways to help minimize your required minimum distribution exposure. These are things like Roth conversions. Mm-hmm. If you end up retiring at 60, and you have a healthy amount of non-qualified or stock brokerage accounts, you could end up being extremely efficient on your Roth conversions, which will lower your required minimum distributions drawdown. It also helps hedge you on rising taxes. It also helps hedge your beneficiaries so they don't have to pay as much in tax when they end up getting this money, if that's something you care about. (laughs) (laughs) Some clients really don't. Whatever they get more than I got, so whatever, pay your taxes. That's right. They're getting free money. Uh, Yeah. So really. It just depends. But a lot of times this isn't necessarily about giving them more money. It's about minimizing how much the government's taking from more of your funds, right? 
but that ends up becoming another another issue. And the last thing that you typically need to look at when it comes to this type of uh, distribution strategy and moving from accumulation mindset is how does social security play a role in this whole thing? Because it does increase your taxable base. Mm-hmm. A lot of people forget social security is taxable. And it's only taxable up to 85% of the value, but still that can start throwing up into brackets. That also becomes a problem if you are the surviving spouse. Heaven forbid your spouse passes away earlier. You are now moving from a joint filing status to a widow-widower filing status or a singles filing status. Mm-hmm. Your taxes just went up. Yeah. And your tax on Social Security went up and you lost one of the, the social, lower of the two Social Securities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it all has to be kind of played in. But the, the thing that we're seeing pretty frequently out there is something that I call pub advice when it comes to social security, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This is, you go to the, the local bar and what's the guy out there pitching? Uh, just pull as soon as you can. Pull as soon as you can. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be there for you. So draw social, it's going bankrupt. Draw your social security, right? <laughs> and that, that's not necessarily true. Uh, there, there are problems with it, but I actually, what we do for clients when they come in is give them a true understanding of these types of things. Uh, are you curious on what your social security value actually is and what if it drops down? Does it make sense for you to take a 62, 65, 67, 70? These are reports that we can generate that show you, well, what does this look like? And what's your exposure here? And that's what we do. And we, you know, every time that we have one of these shows, we open up a handful of, of slots for clients to come in and see us completely complimentary. We do not charge for these meetings. And it's best for clients that have at least $200,000 for retirement, typically around a million We never turn anybody away who really wants to have a good understanding of what their retirement needs are. But in these reviews, we'll go through a true understanding of what your social security value can be, even if it declines. What does that look like? Uh, Because Congress can't get their their act together. Mm -hmm. How much are you paying in fees and commissions in your current plan? Fees are a huge drain on a retirement portfolio. So that also needs to be reviewed pretty in detail. And then third is always taxation. How are you being taxed? What does that look like? How do you can minimize overall taxation? So these are things that we always cover in that complimentary view. And this is your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement income plan call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. And remember, no cost, no obligation. The consultation, no cost, no obligation. 877-249-6900. Ben and Matt are standing by with his team at SoundPath Retirement Strategies. They want to talk to you, want to get you on their calendar, get a smooth ride into retirement stress-free, 877-249-6900. And like I said, the team is standing by, ready to talk to you. Get on the calendar. What are you waiting for? You've been putting it off for a long time now, so let's do it. 877-249-6900. All right, great uh, segment, guys. We're going to take a short break, but we'll be back with more of Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben and Matt in just a moment. What's coming up next, guys? Uh, we're going to talk about the three areas that you can help to, to make your retirement healthier, your retirement income more stable. Hi there. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, here to help take charge of your money Ben Koval, Matt Leibarger, they're with us every week at this time on KIRO on Cairo. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday morning. Great to be part of your weekend. And uh, by the way, I, I ever tell you guys, I almost got hit by a flying fish at, at Pike's Market. 
was, it, was, <laughs> it was very close. I should have caught it, but, you know, but at some other time, we'll, we'll talk about I, that, okay? I, I think the next time you tell the story, Gary, uh, it needs to include that you did catch it. And oh, then, okay. Uh, you know, I, th- I think the story just needs to grow. I you're think you're right. There. Right, yeah. <laughs> Except it almost clocked me in the head. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll spend some more time on that uh, some other time. Anyway, so uh, we're going to talk about ways to strengthen your retirement, and we were talking uh, during the break that uh, Ben and Matt have three ways to really strengthen your retirement. One is working longer, which I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'm a baby boomer, guys. I'm a boomer. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Gary, this isn't working. This is just fun. Absolutely. Come on, Come on. This is not working, like I said at the beginning of the show. So what can, what can you guys uh, tell us about in terms of some of the things that we were talking about during the break? Yeah, you know, uh, working longer is obviously one of the first things that people think of when they're trying to strengthen their retirement. If I work longer and I I wait to, uh, you know, pull my retirement and I keep my income coming in. And, and of course, that has to be thought about in, in your overall strategy. You know, we're always the, the key questions we get asked all the time when people sit down with us is, can I retire and how much can I draw? Right. Right. But the first question is, can I retire? Right. Um, people have been accumulating their whole life. And and yet until they sit down and actually see something on paper and plan it out, uh, it, it's crazy what we don't know simply because we don't know it. And and so many people, it's that date. When can I retire and be okay? Well, it's scary too. Well, it's, that's a scary conversation being, okay, I'm, I'm not working another day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's so, it's so empowering that we are working and we are saving and we know there's income, right? And uh, it, it is, it's a scary question to have. Yeah. But also um, and what yet, kind of retirement do you want to have? Because that differs from right. everybody. I mean, some just like to hang around the house or visit the grandkids. Others want yeah. to travel all over the yeah. world. So, and, and I, I, I love that you guys have to start with the income because that's where it all starts. Am I right? Well, it, it, you, you hit it right on. And I know Ben was talking about that last segment. Uh, and, and that's the key thing we look at because sometimes people can retire a lot sooner than they think. Right. And uh, right. I mean, Ben, I, I have this all the time where someone come in and they've got a number. I'm going to work till I'm 65. For instance, I had somebody come in. Uh, I think it was last week we were talking about it, but uh, maybe two weeks ago. And uh, well, wh- why do you want to work till you're 65? Because we were looking at their income and their numbers, and and it looked good, and the income worked well it, above what they wanted. Yeah, well yeah. above what they wanted to retire. And, oh well, because you know that's that's you know because of my pension, I want to work till I'm sixty five, and we're thinking, well, the the key isn't anything other than income. We start with income. Right. If income is more than what you need, and you are happy, and you can live life and actually enjoy yourself. The, then wh- why work longer, right? Yeah. I mean, none of us, I, I think I've told Ben, Gary, I don't know if I've shared much with you, but my family were dealing with uh, with my father who has cancer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that kind of, you know, s- steps in and slaps you out of, you know, left field. And, yeah, and no, you, no you, question. Right. And families, we, you know, many of our listeners, I'm sure we've all uh, had someone that we know or care about deal with this. But you start to look and think, man, if I could have been enjoying life a little bit longer, I would have taken it, right? Yeah, sure. So we all, we we always work with our clients to say, hey, there is a discussion to have of how long do you need to work and to beef up retirement, right? But there's also that conversation of saying, when you're there, when the numbers work, go enjoy life. Walk out the door. Walk out the door. <laughs> and 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 that's something I actually see a lot, Gary. Some people have a hard time walking out the door yeah, oh, because yeah. that's scary. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to just give the one finger salute and be out of here. You know, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm totally, I'm totally, I'm totally kidding. But, but on a serious note too, and, and of course you have to go through this and talk about, you know, healthcare, you know, whether they're waiting for Medicare to kick in uh, because health mm-hmm. concerns and healthcare are hugely mm-hmm. expensive, right? 
Yeah. yeah, and and I think that is one of the the biggest things we have to hit if you're pre sixty five, right? Right. Is is when we're talking, does income work? We are looking at does income work in in keeping your healthcare, which could be uh, you know thousand bucks a person uh, sure. until you yeah. hit sixty five. Yeah, so, so yep, we we definitely have to look at that. And, and what else you talk about? Maybe selling your home is that that's something to be concerned with or, or to consider. Well, potentially. I mean, to go back on something that Matt was just mentioning here is a lot of times clients don't see the holistic picture when mm-hmm. it comes to retirement. Uh, so I had a client too that was, oh man, this is a couple months ago, but uh, they had enough to retire, but she was terrified of him retiring, terrified of it. You know, what happens if X, Y, Z, yeah. right? Uh, and I showed them that, well, actually them retiring earlier creates an extremely effective tax plan. Yep. To do Roth conversions. Roth conversions because yep. they had a lot of non-qualified assets. So sure. instead yeah. of retiring at 65, 67, mm-hmm. you know, we have pensions starting to come in. Social security will start to play forced a role. Taxable events. Yep. Forced taxable events. If we retire you at 60, then we've got five years before those forced taxable events can happen. All right. So what else can we uh, add to our, uh, our, our quest, our things here that we're discussing about uh, retirement right. and ways to strengthen your retirement guys? Yeah. So working longer is of course, number one, and that's our least favorite. Yeah. If you can retire, retire. Yep. We, we have no idea what's going to happen with our health. And when health's gone, nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. So number one, working. Number two would be the not fun conversation of cutting expenses. Right. Ah. Right. If you can't work or you don't want to work anymore, but your numbers don't quite work, well, then we got to cut some budget. Such a downer. Right? <laughs> so I've got a favorite. Uh, I've got a favorite burger joint over in Redmond. It's called Tipsy Cow. I don't know if you've been there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know uh, the place, yeah. But it's, it's great burgers. It, it's pretty expensive, especially considering that I've got so many little ones. So uh, that would have to be the one thing that I have to cut out (laughs) for looking at at retirement is is not so many trips to Tipsy Cow. But uh, cutting the budget can be a pretty effective way to make things work. And, you know, one question I typically get from clients is does what percentage of my working income do I need in retirement? Mm -hmm. And people have done tons of studies on this. But my experience is it depends. (laughs) which is probably the most frustrating answer from a financial advisor. I get it. However, some clients are fine just gardening in their back and that's what they do for their retirement. Other people, you know, Gary, you said likes to travel. Others want volunteer work. They want to go and actually do something with the skill set that they've developed through their career. And they don't just want to sit down and watch Wheel of Fortune eating Cinnabons, right? (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with sitting down watching Wheel of Fortune eating Cinnabons. My favorite thing. Retirement is yours. Don't knock it. That's my favorite thing. Don't knock it. Perfectly fine. Um, But everybody's going to be different. So that's where it really has to have a really in-depth conversation of what you're trying to achieve. And from that, you can derive what your budget needs to look like. And it's going to change, right? I tend to look at it as a seesaw is when you first retire, you will do more active things. You'll be traveling, uh, you know, maybe mountain biking, something that's more active. As you get older, you will do those things less Mm -hmm. and your medical expenses will increase. Sure. Called the go-go years, the early years, right? Right. And so I have some clients who go, oh, well, I just need more money in these first 10 years and then we can drop off income. I go, well, not usually because- because it's just going to be spent differently yeah. as you get older. So you need to need to plan on that. And especially with now the inflation mm-hmm. uh, issues that we have rearing its head, that's got to be something that you consider when it comes to long-term viability of a plan. Uh, but anyway, budget is the number two. The number three way is by saving more. Is if you're still working, then put more money into retirement vehicles, whether it's in your 401k, in a Roth, or non-qualified after-tax money, whatever it is, start to put money into, into those vehicles at a higher rate. 
The second, which is also relatively common, is when you retire, especially as you get older, a lot of clients do not like traffic. Yeah. They do not like stairs. Yeah. They do not like yard work. Gardening. (laughs) (laughs) And so a lot of times clients will sell the big house that they raised a family in. Yep. And then they'll move to the peninsula, move to you know, Tri-Cities area or, or somewhere close to family. And the difference between what they sold their house for and what they buy typically is a large chunk of money that can end up infusing into the plan. So yeah. all of those need to be considered when it comes to what is a viable retirement and what does the income need to look like. And that's why they need to come see you guys because some of the things you've laid out here in this segment – is precisely why they need to come see you because you could lay it all out for them. We don't have the, the time on the radio show to do that. So tell our friends and listeners why they need to come see you guys. Right. Well, everything that we do is is done on a, a holistic basis. And so when it comes to your retirement, there's no one size fits all. There's not one way that it will work. And so when we sit down with clients, we go through the specifics of their strategy. What do they need to do for income generation? What is their tax plan? What are they looking at for insurances and estate conversations? Finally, we look through investments. So all five of those need to be comprehensively reviewed to be able to get to a plan that actually works, that's going to be able to last as long as they do. So we always leave a handful of spots open during these radio shows to call in. And we have completely complimentary meetings with these clients where we sit down and go and and answer your major questions, figure out what works for you, what doesn't work for you, and create a plan that will reflect that. Again, completely complimentary. And for people that come in, we'll give you a copy of my book. It gives a real quick question and answer format on some of the basic answers that you really need in retirement. Do I need a financial advisor? What about required minimum distributions? What should I look at for taxes? All those are answered in the book. So we'll give that as a thank you for coming in as well. And the number is 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. A goal to show is to help you make the best decisions. So if any questions about what we're talking about or how it may apply to your own situation, no cost, no obligation, what do you got to lose? You want to get on a secure retirement, uh, stress-free retirement, peace of mind. That's what you're looking for. That's what Ben and Matt will do for you when you meet with them. And again, the number is 877-249-6900. And the folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategies are standing by ready to talk to you. Get on their calendar. All right, we're going to take a short break and we'll have more of SoundPath Through Retirement in just a moment with Ben and Matt. What's coming up next, guys? Yeah, you know, many uh, folks when they're looking at retirement are thinking about their grandchildren and how they can uh, help bless them financially. And uh, we're going to talk a few ways of doing that. And uh, I'm sure that'll be on a lot of people's minds. So uh, come on back and uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Welcome back to the show. This is SoundPath Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. And back with us to take charge of your money is Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. They've helped hundreds of clients achieve their financial retirement goals over the past 10 years. And pretty much anything and everything to do with retirement, they'll handle for you, whether it's retirement income strategies, wealth accumulation, talking about some of those things already today, asset protection and long-term care strategies and so much more. I mentioned earlier, they're fiduciaries, which means by law, they have to have the best interest of their clients, and they pass some very difficult tests that I know I could not pass. I'm sure I couldn't, <laughs> you know. But you guys did. Oh, come on, Gary. Congratulations. Come on, Gary. No, well, you guys, you you'd, have to, you'd have to coach me through it for a couple of years. We'll get there. <laughs> anyway, we uh, may want to help our grandchildren financially, and for many, it is possible 
Now, we put together some ways grandparents can help their uh, grandchildren financially. I, the first one is uh, let me is starting by understanding your own financial position. And I like to give the airplane analogy. You know, when the oxygen mask drops down, what do they always tell you? Put your mask on first before you help others. And that's Absolutely. pretty much the same thing because you have to know, you know, you just can't dole out money that it's going to help hurt your own uh, financial situation or your retirement. Am I right, guys? Right. 100%. 100%. You know, uh, my, uh, my, I, I'll just use my grandmother, for example, for, for those who've been listening to us, you know, that Ben and I are, are story storytellers. Um, we can, we can uh, nerd out about stats when you're in our <laughs> office with us. And we, we look at, at numbers and percentages all day, but I love the stories um, that, that makes a perfect sense. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head, Gary, you have to put your oxygen mask on first. Right. So, uh, one one of my grandparents, my grandmother, who's no longer with us, but when she was around, she, she didn't have a lot of money. She did not have a lot of money to uh, to leave to grandkids, but she wanted somehow to invest in us. And I always remind people that uh, if something's going to ruin ruin your retirement plans, uh, you simply can't do it. Right? You get a plan, you go with the plan. Um, but uh, for her, she she really invested in us in, in in the idea of experiences, and this is something that that's that lasted. You know, still last to this day. I always tell stories about my experiences with her. But one of her goals was to uh, take all of her grandkids on a vacation wherever we wanted to go in the U.S. Uh, I ended up getting her to, to to leave the U.S. rule, and I took a cruise ship to Mexico. Um, <laughs> you know, my 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 older brother uh, took a cruise up to Alaska. Someone else went to Washington D.C. But uh, she took us all out and. And I remember this cruise ship. It was, you know, about 10 days long. And we went to Mazatlan, Puerto Vallarta, uh, Cabo San Lucas. And and I'm on a cruise ship with my grandmother. I know some people might <laughs> wonder how much fun can that be. But when you're in junior high, it's it's a blast. And your parents aren't there, right? It's just fun. And and we had we made so many memories. And I'll tell you what, Gary, if she would have taken however much that cruise ship cost. Yeah. I, I don't know what the value was, sure, yeah. but if, if she took that and put that cash in a card and handed it to me, right. I guarantee you, I wouldn't have it today. Nope. It wouldn't have changed my life, but that memory and those experiences did. Wow. What, a, so the, what a great story. That really is a terrific story. Yeah. Really yeah. Awesome. So I, I, I tell everyone right away, before we start talking details of how you can financially help them, first of all, let's look at life experiences and memories. And, and I started off there, Ben, you, you do the same thing. All right. I mean, yeah, at first, you know, like you said, Gary, you have to make sure that you're that you're good, right? right. <laughs> that you've got a plan that works. But a lot of this comes down to excess. And when you plan it, an effective retirement strategy, a distribution strategy, you are extremely conservative. You need to be. Yeah. You know, you're planning on returns that are half of what the averages are, mostly because you don't want to run into a situation where, you know, 2022 happens. And all of a sudden, your retirement no longer is viable, mm -hmm. right? So you have to be conservative. But in that conservative vein, what you end up getting is overperformance. And sure. so if that ends up happening, which, you know, who knows what the market is and what it's going to do in the future. But if you're conservative and that overperformance comes in, that's what we're talking about. What yeah. to use that excess on, Absolutely. right? And so I have some clients who will say, well, I just want to give up to the gifting limit. And the gifting limit per person is $17,000 per year. Right. So per person. Mm -hmm. You can give to them. No tax consequence. Doesn't hit your exemptions. They don't have to pay taxes on it. It's great. Here's an issue that I find with that gifting limit. Well, I'll, not always. You know, I, I don't want to go broad strokes. But a lot of times what can happen here is if you're giving $17,000 a year to kids or grandkids and you do it for you know Christmas or birthdays or whatever you want to do it as, 
And then let's say you have a year where you don't feel you can. You know, the market was rough, inflation was high, whatever the reasoning. They've gotten used to it. They've yeah. gotten used to it. Yeah, yeah. That's true. yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they've already budgeted and spent that $17,000 before it even hits their yeah. account. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's like your Christmas bonus at work, right? Yeah. right. So, what happens when you don't give it to them? You mean like on uh, Christmas vacation with Chevy Chase when he didn't get it? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's actually exactly what I was picturing in my mind, Gary. Yes. I thought you were. I thought you were. Yeah. They oh. can. They can actually lead to resenting you oh, yeah. because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Even though it was never money that was theirs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so uh, again, that, that's not something that always happens, but it's something that happens often enough to where I go, there's there's better ways to do this. And that's again experiences. I I firmly believe, just like Matt, what you're saying, experiences. I mean, I have one where my grandparents uh, paid for everybody to come to a, a spot in Idaho. And it was all of my cousins and my brothers mm-hmm. and you know aunts and uncles. And they got a big house and we were all forced to be with each other for a week. And there were other fun things that we can do. Actually, a a really fond memory I have is we went fishing uh, one of those days and my grandfather loved fishing. My brother's a fisherman too. And so we all went down and there was dozens of people fishing off this, this, uh, this bridge. And so we ended up getting a red spinner, went underneath the bridge and was casting across their lines to to essentially attract the fish Mm -hmm. and whatever it was that spinner was attracting fish every cast that we did we caught a fish (laughs) wow and we would cast it and it would bang itself against the cement pylons and it would just dent and we'd lose hooks and it would be (laughs) a show it doesn't matter we'd still be be collecting fish and all these people are looking around can't can't get a nibble and we're catching (laughs) them on every single cast that's, a, that's an amazing memory. Well, and that's honestly one of yeah. the last times that I went fishing with my grandpa. Oh, yeah. wow. What a great story. Yeah, yeah terrific story. So memories are everything. It's really, really, I mean, you guys really hit it on hit it on the head there, too, about, you know, just, it, it's a lot different than just, you know, putting some money in a card. It really makes a difference. Yeah. And, you know, I, I always look at, uh, you know, the, my top two things that I tend to speak with first is experiences like we have and then education. And, you know, ed- education, I mean that in a couple ways. One is I, I think grandparents are uniquely uh, qualified, uniquely in a position to educate their grandkids about just managing money in general. Uh, because, you know, let's face it. When I was a kid, I, I listened to my grandparents a lot more than I listened to my parents. I don't know why. that Every bone <laughs> in my body wanted to think my parents were always wrong. Yeah, but grandma and grandpa, grandma and grandpa could say anything and I'd listen to it, right? Because right. they were the ones that just, just love me unconditionally. Exactly, uh, but yeah. so I always remind grandparents they're in a very unique position to educate their grandchildren in how to manage money. Of course, with with the parents of the children's, you know, approval in mind, right? We always want to take that into yep. consideration. Yep, yep. Uh, but the other side of education is the idea of investing in their education. You know, whether it's a 529 plan or, or some other option, it can be a great way for grandparents to contribute to their grandchild's college education. And that too is something that's going to, it's like the memory of me taking a, you know, a trip to Mexico or Ben going fishing, right? An education is something that will far outlive you in your grandchildren's life. And it's a great way to, to invest. So I always look at experiences and education as my top two. All right, let me jump in and remind everybody, this is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and Ben Koval, Matt Leibarger are with us uh, every week at this time on uh, Cairo. And thank you for joining us and spending part of your Sunday uh, with us. And Ben and Matt are fiduciaries, which means by law, they have to have the best interest of their clients over 10 years experience. And we're talking about 
in ways uh, grandparents can help their their grandkids. You know, you talk about education. I, I think there's something that's that's really missing when it comes to educating uh, young people about money and and finances. I don't think it, I don't think it's should be taught enough in school these days. To be honest with you, oh, no. No, nowhere near taught enough. And that's one of the big issues that we run into is that nobody is taught the effect of compounding interest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's something that definitely should be taught more frequently. You know, another issue that we see here when it comes to grandparents wanting to help their grandchildren, and it's not just grandchildren, it could be children as well. Are you familiar with something called the lottery effect, Gary? No, I'm not actually. Uh, let me. What is that exactly? Yeah, lottery effect is what happens when somebody has won the lottery. What happens to them five years after? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> a lot of our poor, right? Most <laughs> yeah. of them. Yeah. 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 Uh, most of them have spent the money, sure. right? Yeah. And so this comes to another element when it comes to helping our, our kids and our grandkids is what do we do with what we leave behind? And so sometimes we'll just say you know, we'll have a will and it will just divvy up you know, equal shares to whoever. Yeah. Right. We need to keep into account the generation skipping tax and, and other elements that might come into play there. But uh, the issue here is that let's say that you've done a great job and you've got with your property two or three million dollars that's passing to you know one or two kids or you know three or four grandkids, whatever it mm -hmm. might be, is that's a lot of money for someone, even if they're let's say that they're a child and they're 55 years old by the time you pass away. They are, first off, now taking an IRA they have to draw out because of tax changes, so they're going to be paying significant amount of taxes. But second is they might think, oh, I've got this money. I can retire. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to retire early. <laughs> right, yeah. But then they start spending money mm -hmm. more than they can, yeah. and in five years, it's gone. They can't retire anymore. They've been five years out of the workplace, yeah. and they have age of discriminating factor getting into it. Sure. Yep. Yeah, that, that ends up becoming an issue, but that's not as big of a concern. You'd hope that your 55 year old would be able to handle some money well, right? Yeah. The bigger issue is heaven forbid your child passes away. Right. And it goes to the grandkids. And it goes to a 20 year old grandkid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, aren't, aren't they really smart with money? Come on, <laughs> I, I, I always say 20 year olds are stupid people, objectively <laughs> speaking. Um, anybody who's 20 listening, I apologize. Right, uh, right, I'm right. sure you're different. Right. And I'm sure everybody's grandchildren Everyone's are different. Everyone's grandchildren right. is different. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I got to tell exactly. you, uh, guys, I read a story not too long ago about a guy who won the lottery in Pennsylvania, won an exorbitant amount of money. I mean, it was one of the biggest jackpots ever. He blew through the money so fast. And then he yeah. had health issues and went to jail. I mean, on and on and on. And he bought five cars for his granddaughter. And when they asked him why he bought five cars, he said, well, you can only drive one at a time. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you look that up. Oh, it's a guy wow. in Pennsylvania, honest to goodness. So anyway, yeah, but yeah. go ahead, guys. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt there. No, I, I'm going to look that up. That sounds like a fun story. You know, I'll, I'll just say for our listeners uh, out there, uh, as Ben mentioned earlier, we, we saved some slots open in our calendar for our listeners to, uh, to call in, set up an appointment, come see us. And when you do, we, uh, you know, we hit the whole gamut. We're going to look at an income plan. We're going to deal with inflation and taxes and talk about Social Security. And we're also going to sit down and listen to, you know, it, for what we're talking about right now, we're, we're going to listen to what you want to do for your children, your grandchildren, and we're going to help uh, talk through that and plan that out. Uh, so it's completely free of charge. Come sit down, share your hopes, your dreams, your visions, bring your questions, and uh, we will sit down and plan together. All right. The number is 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. This is your chance to benefit from a personalized retirement income plan. Call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar this week. Remember, the consultation is offered at no cost or no obligation, 877-249-6900.
and uh, Matt and Ben are standing by along with the team at South Path uh, Retirement Strategies. Get on the calendar. Let's do it now. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with more with Ben and uh, Matt in just a moment. What's coming up next, guys? Uh, the clock on the wall says it's time for listener questions, so we have that more coming up. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me, Ben Koval, Matt Leibarger. With us every week at this time on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Thank you for joining us, guys. And by the way, if you're just uh, joining us on this Sunday morning, we thank you for listening. Over 10 years' experience, they're both fiduciaries, which means by law, they have to have the best interest of their clients. I'm going to get to some of the questions that came in today. All right, Antonio in Bellevue, I uh, could use a financial uh, planner for my Roth IRA and my TSP to make investment suggestions and help manage my funds to improve my returns. Now, I'm planning to retire in two years at 68. My TSP is about 500000 not much uh, there to manage. My Roth IRA is about 80000 and I really need help finding the right investments to grow this account in this terrible environment. Most advisors want to manage accounts over $500,000 what should I do? Who can I trust? And who can I call? Well, call you guys. Who are you going to call? <laughs> yeah, generally, that, that's the answer to everything, right? Exactly. But, <laughs> uh, you know, this is, this is a good question. And it's one that's actually relatively common. So TSP is the government's version of a yep. 401k. It's mm -hmm. the thrift savings plan. Yep. Uh, and there's not much to manage within that plan. Being 68 years old, uh, oh, he's retiring at 68, so yep. 66 years old. You've got options on what you can do with those funds, and they don't necessarily need to stay at the TSP. But you nailed it on the head here that most financial advisors want to manage an account over $500,000, right? And the reason why is because they get paid based on a percent fee. Percent, yeah. So they don't want to take a client that has $80,000 in a Roth, and that's all that they can manage. They get paid significantly less as opposed to taking that spot for a client that has eight hundred thousand mm dollars -hmm. right they get paid significantly more but that's as people have listened to the show know that's one of our biggest pet peeves is that that is the industry standard is that one percent rule and it's not in my opinion best interest for the client and so who should you call or what should you do here well the first piece of advice is to find a financial advisor who does not charge a percent management fee find somebody who charges based on the amount of time it takes for them to help you do whatever it is that you want them to do in this case, you might need some help with what to do with the $500,000. How do we end up getting some level of stability? You're two years away from retirement. This is a rough time. Mm -hmm. You're going to need some specific planning. Uh, but you might be able to keep a lot of that money in the TSP if that's where you're most comfortable with. And it's going to have lower overall fees. So if you have an advisor who does not have a conflict of interest here in managing that money because they just get paid for their time, then you're significantly better off on getting more objective advice than someone who's trying just to get everything under one umbrella. Yeah. Right. So that would be my first piece of advice. Find someone who is an hourly rate. Number two is you might need to look at different investment vehicles and um, areas as opposed to the TSP. You know, they've got the G fund, they've got a handful of other funds, some for growth, some for tech, some for stable, but they don't have great protected principled accounts with high growth options. So you might be wanting to look at doing some rollovers on some of those funds to create an income strategy for you with protected principled accounts. But again, that's going to be through an advisor. And again, hopefully somebody who's going to be more, uh, more hourly rate uh, in terms of how they charge. All right, let me ask a question. Are the TSP 
TSPs have limited choices like a 401k as opposed to an IRA? Are the choices limited? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're limited. Uh, you can generally get a pretty good diversification through it. But the issue is that those 401k allocation options, 403b, TSP, all right. that, yep. they're more geared towards somebody who's 20, 30, 40. I got you. Th- those are how those allocations are generally set. And so once you get to retirement, that's why when you get 59 and a half, you're able to do what's called in-service distributions. Yep. That's in-service when you can take the money mm-hmm. and move it into an IRA to do whatever else you want with it because the you need to structure your accounts differently at that point. So that's one of the reasons why that's available at that time. All right. Terrific. All right. Mackenzie in Seattle. I'm in the process of uh, looking into building my retirement account. I'm a little late to the game uh, being 42 years old. I have two young children. I want to make sure that I haven't missed the window. What are the options for someone in, in my position? Well, I think Mackenzie's, you know, didn't miss the window. She's got like 25, 23 years before she retires, and she's already looking into it. So, uh, you know, good job, Mackenzie. Am I right? Yeah. 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 Could be worse. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, it, it's interesting because I always say it's never too late until until it is. But uh, <laughs> you know, it seems like a, a, everybody I talk with, uh, I think I think it's very common to have people think that they're too late or they're not as as well prepared as a sibling or a cousin or a neighbor. And sometimes that can get scary or depressing. But the fact is, McKinsey, you're looking at it, you're thinking about it, you're 42. Uh, there's a lot you could do right now. I mean, uh, the fact you're thinking about, this is where it takes a little bit of sacrifice, uh, but it's going to pay off in the long run. Uh, one, I would look at, uh, I mean, it seems so simple, but putting more away in your savings for whatever you can do with your retirement. Uh, if, if you have... Um, you know, if you have a 401k option, do it something that can match. If you got an IRA that you can set up, which of course you can. Um, but really, I look at at that age auto saving because it's so it's so easy to get, especially with two young kids, right? You get to the end of the month, and if you don't have auto saving set up, you get that money in your hand, and it can just go. Let's face it; anyone who's a parent knows that it can go quickly, right? Anyone who's a human, anyone who's a go. human, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, McKinsey, I would say set up set up auto savings. This is key. Uh, if you can invest uh, right now with two with two children, uh, and you're 42, I'm going to look at you have some uh, decent uh, probably tax rates going on. I mean, you got two children at home that you can write off. This might be a great time to be investing in a Roth, right? It's after tax dollars. Uh, but, you know, you have two children to write off. I, I would definitely uh, advise you to look into a Roth IRA. Right. I've been any other thoughts. Well, it's also great about this is that you can end up setting up automatic increases to your savings. So a lot of employers, you start with, you know, 4% going into retirement vehicles mm-hmm. and you can tell them every year, increase it by 1%. And so you don't have to reinvent this wheel, yeah, right? Slowly. January, all of a sudden, just more money's going in. And maybe you got a raise during that year. Maybe there was a bonus, so you're not going to feel it as much. And that's really the, the main point here is to have it automatically happening without it being a conscious decision every single time. Yeah. If it's a conscious decision, there might be times where you go, mm, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think I really want to do it this time. And, mm-hmm. you know, we real life gets in the way. You, sure. And there's, of course, needs to pay your bills and to do all those things. But the more that you can set aside and have it be set it and forget it at that age with that space in life is going to be the best. Yeah. The best we, and, and w- would you uh, focus on Roth as well, Ben? Uh, yeah. Uh, Roth's always good to have, especially as a hedge on that time horizon. That's, that's definitely a good investment tool. I mean, that's going to be a little bit more manual. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely something with excess that we should, that you should be looking into. All right, Mackenzie, thank you so much for your question. All right, let's see. We've got time for a question or two. Fred in Renton, I'm considering buying a house within the next six months. I'm considering suspending or at least reducing my 401k IRA 
HSA contributions for the next 10 to 12 months or so uh, while this happens. Is this a good plan? I don't know. I see red flags on this one, guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm just over here in the corner getting ready to cry right now. Only because, <laughs> don't, don't do uh, it. No, at, at, a, at an earlier point in my life, let's just say before I began to study finance, uh, I made this decision. Oh boy. I, uh, I, I, I suspended my retirement early and I put everything into real estate. And, uh, and I was loving this plan until uh, 2008, 2009 hit. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, I had four homes, and uh, I'm, I still cry at night sometimes when I think about that. So uh, and, I, I would say- And a say, lot of therapy years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's jump to that psychology hour exactly, we talked about earlier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, no, the, you know, the, the return, um, there's nothing wrong with investing in real estate, right? No, no, absolutely not. Nothing at all. And, and many of our clients have been quite successful, and, and I applaud them for that. Um, I, again, I just I just have uh, my own issues, but uh, I, I, you know, when you're talking about leveraging money and you're looking at you know getting a house, a lot of people will ask, "Do I need to pay it off? Uh, should I suspend my investments and put more money into this mortgage?" And and a real key here is to look at their arbitrage, look look at the delta difference between you know what those finances could have done in the market uh, while they're there versus what they would do simply in the home. And especially the closer you get to retirement, uh, gosh, I had somebody in last week who uh, was looking, they're looking to retire in two months from now, and they also want to know whether they should take some money out of their retirement to buy uh, an investment property. Uh, but yet they're rightfully nervous about their principal. I thought, man, this is just the wrong time to talk about this uh, when you're going into retirement. So uh, I, I don't think, uh, I don't, Fred, I don't, I don't think Fred said what his age is, but Fred, congrats, you know, jump into real estate, but please do not suspend your 401k or your IRA or your HSA uh, contributions. Yeah. And Fred didn't say if this was a primary residence or if this was a, an investment property. And, you know, that's what one of the toughest things here in Seattle is the affordability index. Yeah. You know, the housing prices are so high compared to the average wage earner. And so I, I understand the difficulty here in getting into a house in into a property. I thought I overpaid for my house in Redmond. And How many up, years ago was it? Oh, it was like 2014 or something. Yeah. yeah. But I paid something like $450 a square foot. And we just had a house in the area in the neighborhood sell for over a thousand a square foot. Oh, Ouch. boy. Yeah. It's, it's funny. I, yeah. I owned a house uh, in uh, Maple Valley. And mm-hmm. I had to sell it. We were moving, and uh, I had to sell it. And I got out in 2007, just before the bubble burst. I bought. I get lucky oh, on that wow. one. But but that one, house one now, the they tell me, is worth like I don't know, close to a million dollars today. You know, and it wasn't. <laughs> well, it's, it was, it wasn't it's half of that. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Well, and that's that's the big issue, Fred, is that you know you need a place to live. And so if this is a primary residence. I get it, but it can't come through stealing from yourself. Right. Yeah, you know, taking it. from your four hundred one k, you are losing the compounding returns ability of those funds, mm-hmm. and the alternative is people say, well, the real estate's going to increase. Say, well, it, it will, sure. it, it certainly will, uh, but it also is illiquid. Number one, mm-hmm. and you always need some place to live, and if you end up selling that house, you need somewhere else to live, yep. right? So, mm-hmm. I think it's better if you can save, as opposed to stealing mm-hmm. from yourself. Yep. All right. uh, and it might take longer. Yeah, that's right. Antonio McKenzie and Fred, thank you so much for your questions today. We appreciate you guys listening and sending your questions in. All right, guys, just a, another minute or two left in the show. Let's tell our friends and listeners one more time why they could why they need to come see you and what you could do for them when they do. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Gary. Uh, for those who are listening to us, and if you listen to us week in and week out, uh, we we always leave slots open in our schedules, both Ben and myself, to to sit down and meet with you and to listen to you uh, for what your uh, goals are for retirement and to help strategize a plan. So we we do everything from looking at risk assessment to tax analysis. We uh, customize an income plan uh, that's meant for you, and it's different than your neighbor. Why? Because you are an individual, and that's what we take you as. So uh, if you have time uh, today, give us a call. We've got a few slots left open. If you call today, we're going to give you one of Ben Koval's, uh, a copy of one of uh, his books, um, which is a great uh, look into the mindset of SoundPath Retirement and how we look at retirement. So give us a call. We look forward to sitting down with you. All right. The number is 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Folks, it's advice like this. It shows you how important it is to meet with a financial coach who understands the ins and outs of the financial world. Take advantage of this opportunity. Make sure you're on the right path. And the path is based on your risk preferences, your budget, and your goals. All right, guys, the show has flown right on by. I'd like to thank everyone for listening today. We hope you found the information helpful. And we look forward to you again being with us next week with new topics and new questions right here on South Path Retirement. Ben and Matt, as always, it's been a pleasure. And I look forward to uh, talking to you guys again next week. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Gary. All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath Retirement Strategies and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. SoundPath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through SoundPath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.